Hello, my name is Fergal O'Keefe and you're very welcome to the Galway City Your Council podcast series where we will share insights on the range of services, projects and people in the Galway City local authority area. Galway City Council provide a diverse range of services including beach maintenance, dog pounds, health promotion, strategic planning, tourism promotion and housing supply. This series will introduce you to some of the people delivering those services and the valuable work they do every day in Galway City. For more information on Galway City Council, please go to our website www.galwaycity.ie. I'm delighted to say that my guest this week is Marcus O'Connor, who is the new Galway City Council Irish Language Officer. Marcus is tasked with promoting the Irish language and you'll hear a great chat now between myself and Marcus about the role of the Irish language in the history, geography and culture of Galway. Marcus, you're very welcome to the podcast. What is your role in the, the Galway City Council? Well, my role in the Galway City Council is, um, I suppose, I'm a, a, a couple of things. I'm wearing a couple of hats. I'm, I'm a staff officer, I'm a communications officer, and uh, but I'm also a responsibility as uh, an Irish language officer. And um, so that's basically, um, Galway is a, a Gwilt service town. Um, we have an Irish language plan. We're, we're, we're I suppose, imp- not just implementing it, but also we have to audit it, um, you know, present uh, what we're, we say, what we do with especially advertising, but also providing, um, for providing uh, Irish language services, which includes, of course, um, you know, policy, um, you know, in uh, to Irish speakers. Uh, it's very important. It's not just Galway City that has a high uh, number of um, of daily Irish speakers, but also um, uh, also outside the city, we serve a lot of the county, really. And um, a lot of the county depend on our services. And that's, you know, um, Connemara uh, among that. And um, of course, we're very lucky because uh, we had uh, we were designated a um, a Gwaeltacht, uh, um, city by uh, Michael D Higgins in the last decade, and uh, that all adds to give Galway uh, a special identity. And I suppose I feel very privileged to be in that role because it pulls together a lot of organisations and individuals uh, who are uh, working in parallel uh, and to what. Uh, uh, what my role um, involves and entails. Who else would you be involved with then outside of the, the I'm sure there's lots of different groups, is there? Well, definitely, with? yeah. In the last uh, in the last number of years, um, if uh, we, we have uh, the certain parts of the country are divided into um, uh, LPTs, as they're known, Limitator Plan on Latanga, which is an area where basically um, uh, uh, they're kind of units of, of language planning. Just for anyone who's, who's not familiar with the, the concept of lang- language planning, it's, it's something that has happens a lot in countries where you have minoritized languages, um, very, very successful in places like Wales, for example, um, and they have a strong history of language planning. But also, you know, you, if you travel to if you travel to cities in Europe, like, um, well, I wouldn't say cities even, but specifically but regions like um, Catalonia, the Basque country, um, you know, you'll see where uh, there are, uh, you know, there are, you know, language uh, services, and but also visibility is really important. They, and they make, uh, and they make these they make these areas look super, super interesting. I remember being in the Basque Country before, and you're thinking you're walking around the big cities, and you possibly don't hear um, anything other than 
you know, Spanish, Castilian Spanish, and, 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 you know, you go to a village and, and suddenly everybody's, you know, you, you hear, uh, you know, you see a little rock and roll concert and they're, they might be singing in Basque and you're thinking, geez, this is, uh, this looks a bit familiar. And, uh, it's something that, uh, I think unites people there. It's something that, 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 uh, I think sometimes you can get negative spins, um, uh, from mainstream media, but if, you know, seeing is believing. And, uh, I think it's something that's very positive. I was in the, uh, uh, Middle Street there um, uh, at the end of last month, and uh, um, and it was you know we had uh, you know the Thaiwerk was putting on some show, and uh, I think um, you know it was it's just year in and year out, and it just uh, you know mind blowing, and I think the bilingual aspect of of the of the show that was put on was very very uh, you know really 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 big impact, you know not yeah. just on not just on, on on locals, especially on tourists. And uh, just down the road, and I was, uh, um, I suppose my, I consider myself very lucky. I, I, in an Irish-speaking household, in an uh, Irish-speaking uh, community, and uh, so in that sense, uh, that's. But I was always, uh, I, I was, you know, some people are into some, some people are into uh, some people are into football. Some, some people are into, uh, some people are into sport. Uh, I think language was always kind of. Uh, there and even when it wasn't there it was it was you know uh, missing if it wasn't there you know and do you speak other languages um, well i spent i spent uh, nearly a decade in germany yeah so i've uh, and then i came uh, back to ireland with a, a german family so i've uh, uh, i speak um, yeah it's uh, so do you, you speak know, three uh, languages at home then speak yeah well i mean it's it's like um it's it, it more or less, yeah. That's that's, that's. <laughs> you had to think about that. Well, yeah, it's like because it's it's so funny because we're 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 often I suppose caught uh, in, in 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 public situations, you know, and we're we're kind of I, I you don't even realize that you're you're speaking you're switching uh, quickly from one to the other to the other, and uh, and then somebody goes, eh, excuse me, uh, is that uh, uh, yeah? So it's uh, it is funny, but I I, I kind of I. You know, I blended it out uh, at this stage, and I have to remind myself sometimes that I'm, you know, in a uh, in, in a cafe in Galway. Like do you, do you have children? Do you? I do indeed. Yeah, we've uh, we've a young son, Wang uh, Hien, first class uh, at the moment. Ian, he's uh, you know he's uh, six, and uh, he was he was born uh, born in Berlin, quite young, maybe at the age of one. We we all moved. Uh, we planned to come back to would kind of maybe twenty twenty to Galway. We ended up landing here around I think two years early. Which was good because COVID stopped a lot of people uh, in their tracks. And like, what would you speak as, to him then? Would you speak German, English? No. Do you speak Irish? No, I, or? Speak, I speak Irish to him because Irish yeah. is my language. Okay. And uh, I speak, I speak, and um, his mother speaks German to him. And we don't really notice it that we're mixing all three. And he no, no, I'm just interested. Does she, does she have Irish? She does have a little bit. Yeah, she has a very functional uh, Irish. She's able to, so she'll, you know, she'll be, you know, um, um, she kind of startles people, all right, because, you know, a German with kind of a Connemara kind of yeah. lit and Kechel Corsi, she'll yeah. say, you know, and, uh, <laughs> um, you what, know. What I, does she think of the language? I think she's, I think she's fascinated uh, by it. I think she's, I think the biggest impression with the language with her is that she sees it as, um it's it's kind of like a little um it's, it's it's like a little bonus card you have living in an area 
we um, um, when you live in Connemara, or, uh, at least this this part of Connemara, uh, that you have uh, it's a way of uh, an in into communities. You know, the people here you speaking even a little bit of Irish, and you're kind of and you, you have the feeling that you're you, you kind of uh, um, you know people are very very uh, it's 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 like. Um, uh, uh, you know, it's it's music to their ears, and you know they don't. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be, a, a, you know, a per- active participant. At, at some stage, they'll, you know, they'll 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 speak English to you when you you've 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 reached your limit or whatever. Sometimes and uh, sometimes you're not having a good day where and which uh, you know. So that's uh, that would be from the one point of view, and then I suppose because Irish is very 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 different i mean it has wild stuff going on grammatically that you have nothing of, you know you have to go to a language like uh, uh you know um, say scots gaelic um which is basically it was the same language as irish up until maybe the uh 18th century or or, or so and uh or considered and uh you know very ortho- orthographically anyways very very uh like the way it's written and all the rules very similar how it's spoken, yeah, kind of. It's <laughs> you can tell it's no longer it's no longer a dialect at that stage. Um, it's you know, it finds it fascinating, but also finds it uh, fascinating as well. That that I think it it kind of exists um, very strongly in some circles, and then other you know circles. The the, the you know people say what Irish really and outside of Galway. Is that what you mean? Um, or even in Galway? Anywhere. In, in Galway as well, you know. And, um, Interesting. So some people are, you know, some people are, uh, you know, it's on the radar and other people, it's it's not. But that's. But you, but you know, it's interesting because, um, you know, like for your job, you've got this great example of someone. Do you know what I mean? You've got like a living example right beside you of the beauty of using a little bit of Irish and how it can make your day, helps you with your community and you know, a bit like just say getting involved with a guy, the local guy team yeah, if you move yeah. into community, isn't it? And how it's a no, living yeah, language. We don't even have to be involved with the local whatever. You might just it mm. might be just the fact that you send your child or whatever to the or, or, or just say it in the shop, say salon or Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And um, you know, and uh, people you know can be sometimes very um sensitive to the fact that, that they they that they might feel that they have uh you know that they that they have no right to intrude, or they don't they don't feel up to the job. And you know, there's nothing more. Uh, you know, I suppose it couldn't be. The reality is, uh, couldn't be further uh, from the truth. And that's part of what the you know a lot of the work that goes on these days in, in Irish is, is making it more. What's uh, to use a to use a fancy term? I suppose uh, contiguous. That basically it's been when it's when a language is minoritized to a certain speed, you can't. There's only a certain amount of services and social interactions that you can have with it. It becomes atomized. So you might have twenty people in a room that can and would very um, uh, much love interacting with each other, and it's it's about bringing these people together. In and you know it's 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 more smaller. Um, you know, and providing again, providing providing services uh, for them and uh, and whatnot. But again, uh, I think nowadays people's people's perceptions uh, of of Irish as well is a lot more positive, especially now that Ireland is a very uh, is much more multicultural. It's you, you see language as something very much uh, something is very very much positive, very much that's embracing, very very open minded, very much outward facing, not. Uh, inward facing as might other be otherwise be um uh you know uh, sometimes um you know sometimes said about it is irish very different there's a bit of a 
a leading question, but is Irish very different from county to county? Like we're a tiny country. You know, it's really, really funny, but what's, what, what the amazing thing is, if you know accents in English, they, they, there's a, a direct, they just sit on top of each other perfectly. Um, so like, if you can imagine the way somebody in Donegal speaks uh, English, is it really, really is mirrors the way they speak Irish. So for example, if you go to Kerry, uh, you know, the, everything is very clipped. And sometimes people say Donegal Irish is hard to understand because in Galway and also in the South, um, and of course, the South is, you know, you're going, you've, you've got Waterford, you have Cork and Kerry areas, right? So it's, it's uh, you know, they're just, but if you want to generalize, you know, uh, and, you know, it's everything's clipped and, you know, in, in Johnny Gold, they might say, and apologies for the attempted uh, uh, imitation, but it's like, and you're like, what? I didn't hear a single thing you said because it was there was around one and a half consonants in that whole thing. And that's, I mean, that's at its most exaggerated. But I think, um, yeah, aesthetically, um, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Some people find Kerry Irish charming. Other people find, I, I think Johnny Gold sounds, you know, you'd stand in the snow listening to it. It's, it's very, it's very, uh, very pretty. And our words, like it's obviously like it's a living language. So are like new words, are there Irish versions of new, like, you know, I don't know, like iPhone or whatever. Yeah, that's funny. That's a really good one because a lot of a lot of what words we consider are, you know, borrowings from um, English. You know, we we actually got them from the Normans um, before or around about. We're talking about before. So it's always been uh, happening. Chaucer, before Chaucer uh, wrote Canterbury Tales. And that's. He died in what for, uh, was it 1200, 1400? Uh, yeah. something and um, you know, so I mean, German they sounded nearly like Eng- um, English sounded nearly like German uh, to an und- well, to my ear, anyways. Uh, if you, if you ever listened to an, an audio uh, of that, and uh, so they were all coming in, and they were, I think, um, you know, they they kind of they came into both English was kind of in its infancy, but then nowadays you, you'll get a lot of words coming in, and I think sometimes people think, you know, um, you know, from we'll say from uh, from somebody not from a Gaeltacht, they might they might have learned uh, Irish in school, and then they might get the impression that uh, Irish speakers are lazy, yeah, and they 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 kind of go for the English pronunciation for a word like bank, right? It's it's. But they'll say bank to my colleague Mank, or they'll say um, um, they'll say so instead of crosswalker, which is a crossroads, they'll say crosswalker. So they're always kind of, um, but that's kind of like uh, that's a little bit like if you're if you're talking about a Spanish sausage, you're not going to say chorizo, you're going to say chorizo, aren't you? It's, it's not exactly Spanish, but it's yeah. you're trying to, and I think it's the same way with 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 you know you're going why do um, gymnastics to change the sound of the word, but then. You go, have a guess, how old do you think the word computer is in Irish? It's rivere, right? How old do you think that word is? Around 1600s, it was, uh, they came up with, I think it was like, you know, the, if you can imagine a, a monastery and there's a monk there, he's, he's uh, responsible for, for, doing the, yeah. uh, for doing the sums. Yeah. So that's basically somebody who's oh, yeah. in charge of the computations. So it was actually originally for a person. Uh, you, you've got one of the oldest words going in, like for for junk mail is thirskud. Uh, uh, it's spam. Uh, a lot of these. You must concepts. love that. Yeah, I I love that. I have to. Say, I love words and where they come from and the Normans, like you remember singing garçon and you know. Yeah, garçon. Like, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. and and, uh, and the Vikings even doesn't it go back to the Vikings and I'm sure before and 
That's right. And there's brogue. Jeez, I don't know. Did we get that from the the Vikings? Or no? There's there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of borrowings. And, but you have to remember as well is like who do you borrow <laughs> off if, if as a language? Of course, you want to borrow off your neighbors. But it just shows how much how important the sea and the ocean was back in the day, where you were. You know, Scandinavia was a hundred times more accessible than we'll say. You know, the middle of France those days. Yeah, you're, you're talking about, um, you know, reachable by five days as opposed to 25, 30 days. And so and you've seen waves of, um, you know, invasions this way, that way and the other way. And but languages do. Um, it's not I think it's not the invasions. It's the it's, it's really the interactions with each other. You know, you're always you're always like today. We're very much adjacent to the, you know, the big world language that we're most adjacent to is English. And of course, it was back in the day, which gave us rise to the the expression lingua franca, yeah, because Fra- French was the world uh, language. And uh, so, you know, and it's a good thing. It's a good thing when a language is interacting and soaking up from... Yeah, like uh, I, even, I even saw um, one, of, like, uh, Moncon McGann talks a lot about that, and he just put up a post. Actually, if people check it out, his Instagram is really interesting because it's done to music and the connections between Arabic and Sankrit and Irish and he talks about Shamraka which is a tree leaf clove or a tree or a tree headed goddess in the in the Islamic countries and then oh, yeah. you've got Shamrock in Ireland and yeah. loads of examples like that and I, I just love that and because also it's not just the words but also it shows the the current because you kind of they're connected aren't they and I'm sure that's part of your role the culture of of our Irish language as well as just it being a language the cultural part of it yeah, and I mean, I think it's very, it's very interesting. You, you can kind of you go around, um, you know. I was, uh, I suppose, uh, traipsing around uh, Morocco when I was younger, and and I remember seeing, I was like fascinated by how many, you know, there's a lot of things listening to the listening to the Berbers and trying to interact with them, and they're very, um, you know, they, you know, there's a lot of them are like literally they're raging red hair, um, you know, there's. Uh, and you were, you know, are you just kind of wondering how many of those now uh, came from Cork and, yeah. um, you know, and uh, from the uh, from the plundering uh, that was in West Cork back in the day. And but like realistically, you know, that there's they're, 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 you know, they're, they're not a million miles away from us. They've got their they've got their um, their own form of this is just goes from here to you'll see it in Brittany, you'll see it in. Um, in Ireland, in Scotland, is the you know they'll have some form of uh, bagpipe. Damon Galicia, I mean the music there is like yeah. so Irish and absolutely, know. absolutely, yeah, and um, and just the I uh, just the the way about them and they're you know they they just have a uh, you know they're it's one of those things it's it's hard to put your finger on but they they're they're, they're very familiar you know even if they're not mutually okay. intelligible you know you don't have to go uh, further than. Uh, you know, Wales to lose this mutual intelligibility as they, as the linguists call it, uh, with Irish, you know, and, um, but the, yeah, you just see, you just see an awful lot of similarities, you know. Where, where do you think we, the country is now with Irish language? Like, how do you think, is it, is it growing or, you know, like the number of people that speak it and the enthusiasm for it? Yeah, I think I think there's a lot of um, you know there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of good things going on. Of course, there's always a lot of cautions and caveats because you know we tend to. It's one of the first things that's always absolutely torn to shreds. Uh, you know, when there's any kind of recession, and nearly blamed uh, for our problems is Irish language funding. It's never recovered, you know, since uh, since the since the crash. Whereas lots of other sectors 
have. Um, uh, you know, uh, but I think uh, what I see is very, very positive. I think there's m- a lot more positivity uh, with the language. Making the Irish an officially language was wonderful, uh, not just because it, uh, uh, you know, um, I, I don't think, you know, getting, uh, you know, relieving Ireland of around, you know, 200, 300 Irish speakers is necessarily a good thing, but it's it's great because it shows that the EU is very serious. All Ireland had to do was ask, and they were, you know, um, asking you shall be granted, and they were, and they, they're very serious about how how it's um, how, uh, how it's um, how it's treated. And you know, it's not an it's not a coincidence that that Radio the Belt that was formed the same year we joined the EEC. Uh, as far as I remember, it's 1973. I might be off by a year, but it was just one of those things. Hey, you have to respect. You have to respect the, um, uh, I suppose they didn't use the word minoritized uh, at the time, but, uh, you know, it's, uh, I think the days of lip service uh, are, you know, well and truly on the way out. And I think it's being, um, uh, the way it is being used in uh, in the civil service, I think it's it's going in the right direction. Um, and I think it's being, um, it's being taken very, very seriously. And we'll just see the, you know, the, you know, 30 years ago, there were a lot of people saying that this is crazy. Why would you have an Irish language television? That is nuts. And, uh, and you know, they've just they've gone and proven and proven and proven themselves time and time and time again. What absolute not only it, but it's not just an economic argument, what value for money. But, you know, people are genuinely, um, um, you know, I, I think they're, they're they're generally very, very proud. And people, it's not even again, this is where I go beyond Irish speakers. I think people in Ireland see uh, the language as something uh, as something very gelling, something very very positive, um, and something that's increasingly theirs. If I could ask you about some of your favourite phrases and sayings, I could yeah. start off with my one, which is Arneen Kiro Kiro Gela, which I learned in in Inishir back in yeah. the early eighties, and I use this weekly with my kids. You know. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a good one. It's just like takes one to know one kind of thing. Exactly. And uh, you know, there's a lot of words. It's not uh, even phraseology. It's you know what I like a lot, a lot about the uh, about Irish is few things that are hardwired into it. And one of them is is you know this um, uh, uh, navigational sensibility that that um, that you're um, where you're traveling from. And so it's 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 directional in a way that only maybe somebody who's sailing a ship or flying an airplane will use and uh, it's, it must be a kind of a kind of a an artifact of being a really a nautical traditional tradition and um so yeah you, ha- you have that another one that i love is like na- nowadays you, you have with emotions you always express emo- emotions as something that's that's on you you know with uh i'm thirsty i'm lonely um um uh i'm 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 feeling down or i'm depressed and but you don't i think in english you 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 kind of this is you and you they, you you can get, you can kind of get a nearly internalize it and feel guilty about it it is you whereas you just see it as because it's on you hey in irish it's it's kind of a it's a passing it could be a passing rain cloud or burst of sunshine uh, that's what it is so it's 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 uh it's it's something that's just sitting on top of you and you go to mindfulness classes nowadays and i'm not joking you that is exactly what they try to bring they're like your emotion it's like a passing cloud yeah. 
and you're going, wow, that's cool, that's great. It's, uh, this is something that's hardwired in, in Irish. Um, you know, I, I, I love it. There's a, there's a lot of, um, you know, there's, you know, there's, um, I, I love the way that, uh, I, I suppose, uh, native speakers tend to use more than, uh, more than, more than maybe, uh, we'll say, non-native speakers will use. They use an awful lot of conditional. And repetitive past, and and I think it comes from a place of you're not well, you don't want to celebrate the day until the night has set in. You like know what? What? Uh, give me an example of that. What is that? Uh, I'd say you'd say with someone you'd say uh, sometimes it's completely right to say oh god, tama tama fichi plein grish, bama fichi hien egan trovi. You'd say yeah, tama fichi plein grish, ven fichi hien egan trovlien. They're both equally completely perfect. Would use me, but one is like I would be, uh, as if to say I don't know if I'm going to be struck down by lightning in a week's time. You know, uh, <laughs> so it's not a, some people think it's a superstitious thing. I think not. I think it's a. It's more of a. Um, I think it's more of a. Um, uh, I, I think it's just more of a. Again, like the, like the the Germans say, don't celebrate the day before the night is bedded in, and uh, or you know you, you could uh, end up not celebrating. Um, and I, again, I think just just how people vibe off each other with weather because if you've ever lived abroad you'll see in a lot of countries you don't have weather it just is you wake up and you see the sun and that's it and it just it's 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 you know it goes from you know you've you've seen that Galway four seasons in a day and it's you know you, you have kind of you know um, you, you have the kind of um you have the kind of weather now that uh you, you know you're you're kind of reporters out in the rain kind of weather and you're passing each other and people are going oh it's a log hauling here yeah, well, more a sports idea, you know, time as if to say, uh, you, you'll see that kind of crack, of course, in English uh, too. You know, it's it's just, but it's it's a it's a kind of a, it's a thing that people have to vibe with each other. People say, "Kehol Kursi, how is your?" I've always said it all my life till I realized to ask myself, what does that mean? It's like, how is your rigging? As in, you can imagine rigging on a boat going up yeah, a mast, yeah. and you're going jeepers. It's uh, again going back to the maritime. Uh, side of, uh, but it's do, like. Do, um, do you think, or like the Irish language reflects our personality more, like the Irish personality? Um, I don't know. I think. I think for me, for me, yeah. Um, I think, but it's it's it's. Um, uh, I think there's certain. Um, uh, you can glean certain kind of perspectives. I think from from different languages that you speak, and I suppose I know that from. I suppose having learned. Uh, third language from from scratch and not being able to um you know interact with it it's it's kind of somebody described it once as you it's like developing a new personality but it's not also and it's a tough one with irish because you you are already irish and you do have a kind of a different but also the same yeah it's it's hard to it's it's very uh well, it's a very different concept to try and explain because no, it's no, so, i know exactly uh, what you're saying yeah. So in, in a way, like you say something and it's already there, like as in... But by the minute you open your mouth and say yeah. something out loud in, in any language, if it was your first word, you've, you've taken the first steps uh, and you've taken ownership of that. And I already felt that as a, as a new, as a learner, for example, um, no, I, I remember it, I did it in school and I, I just, I, I kind of, kind of, I finally understood all these people going, I did it in school and I, I you know, um, yeah. I, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't think of anything to say in German when I, when I, when I landed there. And, uh, and it's really, it's, 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 it's like trying to learn Irish in Ireland. Everybody wants to speak English to you. Um, 
uh, yeah, it's it's, it's different. No, I don't, it's different. It's funny, uh, like, um, you know, again, from my time in the Indies here, I, when I'm walking, hiking, sometimes I just spontaneously start singing the uh, Oro Shea the Vawali, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, recently I was out walking with my son. He started singing it. He learned it in school. And I was yeah. going to go and it's, that's mad that he's doing the same thing. And just there's something in our head that wants us to sing that song in, in uh, when we're out in nature. And he did this. Yeah. He's doing the same thing. You know what I mean? That's what I mean by it's yeah. within me and I don't even know yeah. it. Well, there's, yeah, there's this stuff. That's that's kind of a very, very good way of putting it, I think. Yeah, and that, again, it goes into identification. Um, there's, a, you know, there's if you listen, ever listen to, I'll have to point you in the direction of the uh, the most famous Clare Irish speaker I know of. That's uh, Ona Cohan. He's, he used to be political editor, editor for Radio McGrath. I think he's moved on now. But he's, uh, you'd sound very familiar listening to him because he's kind of, he basically has the same, uh, has the same intonation as yourself oh, yeah. in English, you know, and you're, you said you're a Clareman. Uh, yeah. uh, so that's, uh, there's, uh, there's that. And then, of course, if you're a Clareman and you've, you're connected with the engineer, you'll understand the cultural closeness and connection with, they do speak very kind of like what Clare Irish sounded like. Not so, you know, it's not that long ago since there were um, native speakers in um, uh, monoglots, even in, in, in Clare. And uh, there's a story about the, uh, uh, so a guy from County Clare, uh, no, a man from Inishir went to Clare to buy a donkey and then the man said, uh, the, the Clare man said to him, somebody uh, not involved in sales said, oh, fan glanid an asselchim, not can again. And he was like, um, kifo, yeah, tan tasselchim kiena, that donkey is intelligent. And, uh, and the, and the, and, and the Inishir man re- replied without, uh, you know, at the without blinking an eye, he said, "You're You don't want to be intelligent uh, where he's going. You know. Classic, I like that. If you look at the author, like um, Michael Cronin, now he's he wrote a book about Irish and and ecology. You know, where he uh, he suggests, um, you know, that endangered languages like Irish offer a way of engaging with the non-human world, which can teach us invaluable skills for a future where the non-human is coming back to well you know uh, i suppose uh, give us a, a kind of a, a kick in the kick in the backside you know is maybe the way it was maybe that's a bit harsh the way he was putting it but i think um i think it's very very important as well to remember just on a i suppose maybe philosophical note to finish off with um a lot of um you know we we'll say uh, professor john foley in in, in america he was uh, you know, he studied, studies native languages there. And, you know, one of the greatest um, tragedies that ever happened with the clearance of Native Americans in the um, in the Trail of Tears, where they were forced west, was a lot of what their their um, interaction with nature, what they'd learned over centuries and thousands of years, they had encoded uh, into the landscape. So they had mnemonics and everything that every secret that they had was in a landscape that they no longer were in possession of when they were uh, dispossessed. So they were not only, they, they were, you know, they were killed many times over, if, the, if that's the, 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 if that's the way you want to put it, and it's the great tragedy uh, of that. But I think our uh, Irish, one of the absolute duties of Irish is, I, I think that its roots must be absolutely ancient because a lot of the, what we consider mythology and folklore um, nowadays, you know, goes into explaining everything from the glaciation that 
created Cork Harbour to um you know to um you know the 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 list i suppose goes 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 on and on and on but in terms of the flooding of ireland and the different epochs um they're being realized um slowly but surely by uh, modern day dna analyses uh, and i i think there's an awful lot not only hidden um, in in Irish, and we're, I suppose we're very, very lucky in that sense that we have a, a, rit- a written tradition as well that backs up uh, a really, really significant oral tradition, which most um, countries in Europe would give their, you know, um, you know, they'd, they'd, they'd give their, their right arms uh, uh, to be in possession of. And I think a lot of what we need for the future in terms of our, um, uh, in terms of running the country, we talk about um, you know, we talk about a greener, a better uh, future. We talk about uh, we've we've uh, we we talk about wanting to have native trees in the country. We talk about having we want to have farmers. Absolutely, we need farmers, but we have food security in Ireland, and we want to hold on to food security. And a lot of that of what that was, a lot of the rules that governed a perfectly harmonious, uh, ecologically uh, harmonious. Um, country many 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 years ago were the the uh, Brehan laws that dis- defined nobility uh, among the kingdom of trees as a way of preserving our stock of trees and you know and that that was uh, that was our way of how we live in harmony with nature beside nature using what we need from nature but what what we have and all that is all that is hardwired into into Irish. So the very last question I ask everyone is just a personal one and it's. Is there one thing unique or special, or tell me one thing that's unique or special about Galway? I have to say, I was always, uh, I was always partial to the West. I think they called it the West End of Town. Now people from the West don't appreciate that, but it's the, I suppose the West is probably the smallest district in Galway. But uh, what, I suppose what's uh, marketed as the West End, starting maybe in Sea Road and. Uh, going up as uh, as far as Dominic Street it was always. I grew up at a time when when Galway was, um, and I'm sure it's no different nowadays. But um, I don't get out like I used to, um, <laughs> and uh, um, I'm kind of uh, you know that kind of uh, period in your life where you're a student, you're kind of full of beans. You don't even realise how full of beans you are because you're there's something going on every night of the week and you're always busy and and, and Galway was just absolutely wedged with 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 um with foreign students uh, a lot of uh, spanish um italians you know everything french everything you know and they were always um they were always flooding down to uh, club oris and mail and it was around about the time that um, I suppose the, it's probably the longest running radio show in ireland now on radio Augusta and Thief Tuchel. And, um, you know, it had many famous uh, broadcasters. The late, great Ronald McAwee was one of them. And now it's, it's uh, Kino Kivan is at the helm now. And um, uh, we had and many, many, many others. I won't even go into start naming the rest of them. But they started playing in, in, in this this club. And suddenly, suddenly the, 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 the place went absolutely bananas for a while. It was so crazy full. They had, they were playing um, world electronic music when it was, that was just wild at the uh, at the time, you know. And um, and um, I think um, I think next thing, all the uh, everybody everybody in Galway started flooding down to the west. Nowadays, you look at the west; it's absolutely it's 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 wedged. It was nearly niche 
uh, back in those <laughs> days. And I just, I think Galway is just full of, it's just surprising little nukes and crannies. It really, really, really is a, a good place. And you, you, you're surrounded by, you know, absolute, you know, culturally, uh, geographically, it's, you know, absolutely a wonderful place. You know, I'd recommend it. I'd recommend it seven days a week to anyone. Marcus, thank you so much for that lovely chat. Thanks, Virgil. It was great to, great to chat. Thank you for listening and we look forward to sharing some more great interviews every Tuesday. Please subscribe or follow wherever you listen to your podcasts and you'll be the first to hear new episodes every Tuesday. You are listening to the Galway City Your Council podcast.